Lord, we want to thank you that we can come and just spend time in your presence tonight. We want to know you more. Jesus. Amen. I wanted to talk tonight about uh, knowing him more. It's something... uh, Um, I think one of my favourite passages in the Bible is from Philippians chapter 3. I don't know if you've got your Bibles there or your phones. You can look it up with me. Philippians 3 verse 8, I'm reading it out of the Amplified because sometimes it just needs to be read out of the Amplified. So it's a little bit longer, but uh, just bear with me. It says, let's read from verse 7. It says, but whatever former things I had that might have been gains to me, I've come to consider as lost for Christ's sake. Yes, furthermore, I count everything as lost compared to the possession of the priceless privilege and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly. For his sake I have lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuge, dregs, in order that I may win Christ the Anointed One. Verse 9, and that I may actually be found and known as in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own, based on my obedience to the law's demands, ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God, but possessing that which comes through faith in Christ Jesus, the truly right standing with God which comes from God by faith. Verse 10 says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which exerts over believers, and that I might also share his suffering as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death. For my determined purpose is that I may know him and that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about knowing him. And uh, I read this quote from um, a man called um, Rod Godwin, is it? Yep. Uh, It's a book he's written called The Grace Outpouring. That's right. And... uh, I guess because that scripture has been one of my favourites for a very long time and I love how it's said in the Amplified that I may become progressively more acquainted with him, that I might know him more intimately. And, uh, you know, in church we can get busy. And uh, if you've been around a church more than six months, you know that you can get very busy. The more you kind of fall in love with Jesus, the busier you can get. And uh, sometimes just the the privilege and the focus of knowing him can get lost in the mix. And uh, 
I read this by this man who wrote that book and it says, I have come to resolve that instead of just talking about him and preaching about him and evangelizing about him and even being a pastor for him, but I want to know him. That's my heart, to know him and to know him more. Not to know more about him, but to know him. Everything else flows as an outflow of that relationship. When the passion of our heart changes from mission and vision and what we can do to simply knowing him, our activity then begins to flow out of the knowing. Matthew 22 verse 37 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. But those scriptures make it very clear. A is to be with him. Love the Lord your God with everything you have. When you love someone, when you love something, you want to know them. You know, and sometimes love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength can become a very good little Bible verse. But we don't actually think about what it means. It actually means to love him, to know him. And you know him because you love him. And because you love him, you know him. And that then we go. We go out at everything, everything we do, every activity we do, every mission we do, every vision we have, every plan we have outflows from that knowing him. And uh, he makes it pretty clear. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And uh, it's to do with their heart, not with obedience to a set of rules. And uh, it's a new heart, a new way of relating to God, a new way of seeing the world and a new way of seeing the world and creation and all that is in it and God's heart towards what he's made. It's not about another experience or being able to move in signs or wonders or having angelic visitations or trances or ecstasies. It's not just about that. It's about knowing the Father. It's about knowing Jesus. It's about knowing Holy Spirit. And knowing God in all his fullness. That's what it's all about. And uh, I'm actually got to the point where I'm not just satisfied about knowing about him. I don't want to be just satisfied about hearing about what he's doing in other places and other people. I've got to this point where my resolve is I want to know him more. I mean, I've known him since I was a tiny little girl. I've walked with him for many, many years now. But I have got to this point where, again, I want to know him more intimately, more deeply. I want to become progressively know him more and the power of his resurrection and what he went through for me. Because when we grab hold of that with everything we have and we grab hold of that hunger to know him, then something shifts on us. And it's not all about just what can I do. It's about who I am. When I was just a young mum, I had this revelation, it's not about doing, it's about being. It's about just being with him, not just doing stuff for him. And along the way, as you journey in your Christian walk and you do church, that can get lost because you get busy with family, with work, with commitments, without you know serving and all those things, and they're great. But if that is all the way we know him, we've lost our way. We've lost our way. If all our knowing of him is what we do for him, then we've gone off the wrong track. Now, I'm not saying we don't serve and we don't do those things, but it has to come out of an overflow of what, 
of an understanding and a relationship with him. You know, and we throw those words around of have a relationship, but it's actually know him and all the wonders of his person more fully and more deeply acquainted with him. So I've got to the point where I'm not satisfied anymore about just hearing about him. I want to draw close to him and look him in the eyes. I want to look him in the eyes. I want to hear his heartbeat, to know his thoughts and know his heart. You know, I got challenged. I was listening to somebody um, and they said, you know, it's, it's an immature child has to constantly keep on asking what the father's will is. If we know him and we're close to him and we're mature and our walk with him and growing, then we're going to know what his will is because we're so close to him. And I was like, ooh, because, you know, we sometimes say, oh, I've got to pray about it. But if we're looking at him eye to eye, can feel his very heartbeat, can sense his very presence, we're not constantly going to have to go, oh, just hang on a minute, I need to find out his will because we're going to know it. We're going to know him more deeply. And I was challenged when I heard that. It is an immature son or daughter that has to always find out what the will of the father is because when we draw so close to him, we know. We know because his word is ingrained in the very cells of our being. We know because we spend time in his presence just looking him in the face. We know because we rest beside him and hear his heartbeat and know his heart. That's what God wants for us. So I'm not satisfied just hearing about it because in life that desire, that passion and that fire can get pushed down. It can die out pretty quick. That zeal that you can have and that passion for God can get squished. It can even get extinguished. And you might have met people like that or maybe you felt like that in the past or even now. As you know, we get caught up in the system of the world and even the systems in the church. And we can serve more as a way of knowing him. We can give and we can give and we end up having our zeal for him exhausted by weights that perhaps he never put on us and didn't ever ask us or intend for us to carry. Our motivation of all our doing is that it is to be motivated for a love for him. And if it's not based in that, it's just a whole lot of striving and toil. And Jesus said he's freed us from that. To mow him more and out of that knowing we live and we breathe. And that's become my determined purpose. And the last couple of months have not been easy in some ways, but they've been really good in others. Because as I've said before, Philip and I feel like we're like the rose bush and you've got all these bits and pieces and some of them are even flowering and stuff. And I feel like the Lord has just gone snip. Snip, 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 out, snip, snip, snip. Until we felt like we we're just this funny little stick sticking in the ground. But out of that, he has pruned off excess. So that I've got to a point where I've got to the point of saying, I just want to know him more. I just want to know him. I want to look him face to face. I want to hear his heartbeat. I want to know him. I want to know him. And uh I was thinking in my, my very, very first sermon I ever preached when I was 21 years old and uh, I went for 10 minutes, which some of you might go, goodness, that would be good because <laughs> I'm like a 45-minute hour preacher. But uh, it was about him being our first love. You know, he is the bridegroom and the church. That's us and known as his bride. 
and that he's coming back for his bride. And I, and I painted this picture as I spoke because I saw it so clearly. I'd only been married a few years. And of us, as, the, as you know, being dressed in finery as a bride comes down the aisle to her bridegroom and being ready for him and knowing his heart and knowing his heart and just being so close. You know, like when you see a couple together and they're just so in love, yeah? And that's how God wants us to be. And imagine when he returns, when he arrives for his bride, if we're in our trackydacks with our old painting T-shirt on, with our hair sticking up everywhere, you know, just been out in the garden and we're not ready for him and we haven't been spending time with him and not close to him and the bridegroom comes and we're not ready and we don't know his heart, how hurt he will be. And I was remembering that sermon that I preached and about, I spoke about having our first love for Jesus, about returning to our first love, about making sure that he is first in our lives and that our most determined purpose, everything within us says, I want to know him. And I was there. And somewhere along the line with all the pressures and busyness and vision and God put this in our heart to do, it can get kind of squished out. And so God's been pruning and going, you know what? Just get back, get rid of all the excess and get back to what and who this is all about. It's about knowing him. And uh, I spoke a word this morning about going off the beaten track. And I had this picture of a four-wheel drive going along and, and, uh, and then Jesus taking the wheel and says, come on, let's get off the beaten track. We're going to go bush bashing. And uh, I was so clear. And, you know, we're worshipping and and uh, some people were looking at the words going, we're not singing this. And I was chuckling to myself because I felt like the Holy Spirit was just meandering us along through the, the worship. And I could see that, you know, in the room, where are we going with this? And, and even as a church, where are we going? Or have you as a, individuals, where am I going with God? And, you know, and God's saying it's okay to go off the beaten track where maybe it's not mapped, where maybe there is, um, I'm just going to turn this down. Where, where there's no, it hasn't been, we haven't been there before and uh, going off road. And some of us really struggle with going off road. Other of us are just, yeah! But there's some of us that we like to just, you know, where we're going and, and what we're doing. And I just like all my ducks in a row and I shared that. And um, we really, really struggle. We like the predictable. We not like to know where we're going and how we're going to get there. And, uh, I really felt as I was preparing tonight that uh, the wind of the Holy Spirit is blowing and he is shifting things and bringing change. And where we are going is not always on the map. He's taking us bush bashing. At times we will meander along and pass unknowing and then bang, we'll see why. And then we're in the midst of a crazy, wild ride and adventure. God wants to take us along a road where we haven't been before. And if you've been listening to prophetic voices around the world, that's what they're saying, that this isn't on the map. This isn't somewhere where the church has even been before. And it's like if we want to be forerunners, if we want to be out front, and I'm up for that. I'm up for that. I want to be up front, front and centre, where God is taking us. And yes, that's scary. And yes, that you know, makes us uncomfortable. And we're going, what are you doing, God? But he's getting us back to basics. He wants his church to be focused on him. Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, he leads the way, not us. 
not some institution, not some great visionary plan, as great as all some of those are, it's like he wants to make the roadmap. He wants to do it. And if we don't take the time to get to know him more deeply, more intimately acquainted with him, we won't trust him to take the driver's seat. And we will take over and head for known paths when we're under pressure or people start to say, what are you doing? Where are you going? When we get afraid, we will head back to tried and tested known paths if we don't take this time to get to know him more deeply. We have to anchor this journey that we're on and the strength and rest of knowing him deeply and intimately because then we're going to trust him to lead. And that's why I really felt to just share tonight is take the time to get to know him because God is releasing things on this earth. There is a convergence of heaven and earth playing out. It has to be for this time and hour. And stuff is happening all around the world. But if it's only that you seek after the experience or something exciting is happening, you're going to miss it. Because that is just an overflow and an outflow of knowing him more deeply, of knowing him and all he is and the power of his resurrection and the sufferings that he went through. If we're not prepared to partake of everything he has to offer, we're going to miss some of it. We're going to miss it. If we want to be forerunners and out in front of what the Lord is releasing in this hour, then we must take the time to get to know him more, to count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege of knowing Jesus and understanding him more fully. Make Philippians 3 verse 8 to 10 your prayer. Lord, I want to know you more, to be more deeply acquainted with who you are and the power that outflows from your resurrection. When you make that your prayer, something happens in your heart. All the other stuff, as great as it can be, just seems like excess because your heart starts to engage with the Father's heart. The Holy Spirit comes and shares the secrets of the Father. Jesus walks with you. You know that... um. He says that we're seated already in heavenly places, that at his, at his right hand is joy forevermore. And there's reasons for him to want to know, know him, us for, to want to know him more. He wants to lift off the weights. He wants to lift off all the stuff so that we can just know bliss in his presence because that glorifies him. When you bliss out, that glorifies him. He wants us to know his joy. He wants us to know who he is. He's not this, you know, very... I know, I know Philip shared about it. He was up in the th- courtrooms and up near the throne and, and the, within the Father's presence one time when he was just spending time with the Lord. And the Father was up doing a dance and there was Yahoo and his party and, and, and Philip's like, oh, it's, it's very jovial up here. I thought it was going to be much more serious. And it's like... It's just the heavenly places. Yes, there is the courtrooms and there's business goes down and stuff like that, but there is such joy. You know, there's a reason why in Nehemiah it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it says that at his right hand, and we're seated in heavenly places, we're co-heirs with Jesus, we're seated beside him in heavenly places, so you've got joy up there forevermore. 
that's something to bliss out. That's something to get excited about because, I mean, that's a whole other sermon. But, but it's like he just wants us to know him, not so that he can put his finger on stuff and go, oh, this has to go and this has to go, but that so we just are unfettered and able to run to him, to run to him. Do you know, let go of the weights that so easily entangles and the sin that weighs us down and run into his presence because when we know him and we run to him, we're going to know the joy that is the Lord's strength in us. You want to be stronger? Then know him more because then you know his joy more. So we're going to just take a few, a little bit of time and uh, just to get to know him more. And uh, I'm going to share with you, I shared in the prayer meeting I think this week, about just what I do to come into God's presence and just to sit at his feet, you know, just to just to sit with him. That's how we get to know someone. You sit and talk with them, don't you? You know, you're not necessarily all, I know guys, they usually are doing something. Is that true? Often they're doing something to get to know. So uh, you can have a cup of coffee with Jesus. But it's like just to sit down with him. And so I'm going to just lead you through for a little bit about what, what I feel the Lord wants to share with us tonight because we've got, you, you hear the word, but then you've got to put the word into practice because otherwise it's just head knowledge. It's not heart knowledge. And so I want us to just close our eyes and uh, you know it says Jesus is the door and we can come in and out of him. That's what it says in John chapter 10. Jesus is the door and we can come in and out of him. So we're going to step into him. I want us to just picture a door, a doorway in heaven. It's the entrance to heaven. And just step through that door. That door is open for you. You're welcomed in. You have a passport into this space. Just lay aside all the things of the day. Focus in on Jesus because Jesus is that door. He's saying, come in. As you step through the door, there's this field of green, freshly mown grass. And walk along the path. Walk along that lawn and there's a tree just up ahead of you and there's a stream flowing by that tree and there's a picnic blanket there. Head for that tree and that blanket. And when you get there, just sit down on it. And on that blanket is your favorite things to eat and to drink. Jesus knows everything you like, you see. And it says that he prepares a banqueting table for us.
and Jesus is there. And he says, come and sit down. I'm your shepherd. I feed and guide and shield you. And me, there's no lack. You see, he wants you to lie down in those green pastures all around you. He's led you beside the still and restful waters that refresh and restore your life. He prepares a table for you with your favourite things. He knows. Just sit with him. Look into his face. Look into his eyes. Say, Lord, what do you want to say to me tonight? I want to hear your heart. I want to hear your voice. And listen. Some of you, he might just want you to stay there beside the quiet waters and just let your soul and your everything within you be restored and refreshed. And he'll sit there with you. But others of you, he might want to take you to some other places and heavenly places. Just let him lead you. Lord, do you want to show me anything today? Or maybe you want to ask, Lord, show me something. Heaven's a very big place. I just want you to let the sound of heaven be all around you. Just really focus in. And some of you might be more visual than others. or But the Lord uses the images in our mind, our imagination. If we sanctify them before him and we set them apart before him, he takes those places. So really soak in the sounds and, and what you're seeing. So Lord, I want to see. Lord, I want to hear. Father, I pray that you will release things now. Let us see. Let us hear, Lord. Let's see those that are cheering us on. And all that confusion, all that stuff you've been carrying through the day, through this week, I encourage you to just leave it there with Jesus. Just give it to him. Just cast all your burdens upon him because he cares for us.
There's no point spending time with him and we're just going to bring back all the stuff. And to let him have it. All right, I just want you to step back through the door. Just take what the Lord has said and hold on to it. Lord, we thank you that you take the time with us, Lord, that we can go in and out of you, Lord, that we're in you and you're in us. Lord, I thank you that you restore our soul, that you lead us beside quiet waters, that uh, you prepare a table before us, Lord, that you lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And I thank you that goodness and mercy and unfailing love follows us all the days of our life, Lord. Lord, teach us how to step through into heavenly places every day, that we would live in that place, that we would live in that place with you. Teach us how to live beyond the time restraints of this world, that we would be able to have rich time with you. We might know you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.